The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are a king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was written an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation, and indeed we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good afternoon. Friends, we come today to the final Lord's Day in our church year, our liturgical year. Our church reserves this day as the day we observe the Feast of Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And it's fitting that it comes at the end of this, at the, at the end of this year, this, this church year, because it sums up what it is that we declare before God and what we declare before all of humanity, that Jesus Christ that he is Lord of creation, that he is King of the universe. For the last year, we have been hearing his story declared to us each week from beginning to end, um, as told by witnesses, by his friends, by some who were not his friends. We've heard the teachings and been changed by them. I hope we have, anyway. There's a lot there. And we come at last to this final summation of all that we have heard and all that we have learned and all that we preach. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is King of the universe. And in that moment, we come to see ourselves. And we see him in this gospel text as represented by the one whose life is coming to an end. The one who recognizes Jesus as King. And, and even in that moment on the cross, prays. Even in that moment on the cross, he prays to him, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In that moment, placing himself at the mercy of the king, not looking back on a life of good works, not looking back on a life of, uh, of faith, but casting his hope in the mercy of the king, on the love and the mercy of God. And he receives the summation of all of this in this time when we're summing everything up, and he receives the summation of all of the promises of God to those who trust in him. You will be with me in paradise. Precious promise. And so we, today we see this full summation of the gospel. Jesus Christ is king of the universe, and we are welcomed by him into his kingdom by trusting him. 
Buy back, buy back confession. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. There's a, a certain order in which our Lord proceeds in establishing his, his kingdom, and it's seen wonderfully in the lives of King David and in the life of, of Christ himself, of Jesus himself. In David's case, we get to know him first as the shepherd boy. Remember those stories of him as the, as the shepherd boy. But he's the one who slays the great enemy of his people, Goliath. It's the shepherd boy. And then he's after the, uh, uh, in the fullness of time, God raises him up as king. He's first anointed the, uh, the king of, of, of uh, Judah, and then Israel. Then he takes his, his place, pro his proper place as the anointed king of Israel. And we see this pattern emerge. He is first a shepherd, and then a king. First a shepherd, and then a king. One of the themes that, that emerges in the writings of the prophets that we see filled in the, in the life of David and also in the life of, of Jesus is this idea that the, that the Messiah is going to come, that the, 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 the king is going to come and gather the tribes. He's going to gather the tribes of his people. He's always shepherding his people into the kingdom of God. He calls himself the good shepherd. Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. He tells us that at the end of his earthly life, what does he say? He says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Up until the last moment, shepherding people into the kingdom, into the kingdom of God. And David slew the great enemy of his people, Goliath, in his time. And on the cross, Jesus slays the great enemy of, of all of us, that, that two-headed monster of, of sin and death. And all the tribes came to David and said, you are our king. The man on the cross said to Jesus, you are my king. First a shepherd, gathering the people, and then the king. One of the great privileges that we have as children of God and as, as people of faith is the way in which we are allowed to participate in this, in this gathering of the people and to build the, the, in building the kingdom of God. Because just as King David was first a servant and then a king, and just as Jesus was first the shepherd and then the king, just as David and Jesus model those elements, they're there for us to see how we are to live first as servants and shepherds before we enter into eternity, before we take our full inheritance as children of God in the kingdom of God. We have the opportunity to follow in their steps. And they've shown us how we participate in the gathering of the tribes, how we participate in the building of the kingdom of God. And we begin to truly apply the promise of our baptism in that moment when we come before the Lord as the tribes of Israel came before David and as the man on the cross came before Jesus. And we confess, Lord Jesus Christ, you are king of the universe. You are my king. I am your servant. You are my king. And we live as his servants as we live how he, in the way that he lived, in serving one another as he serves. He's the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. 
And friends, you know, it's not really optional. That, that, kind, of, that kind of life that, that, that Jesus envisions for, for all of us, it's not really an option. That, that is not a life that's reserved for the saints. That cross is reserved for you. And it's reserved for me. First as a servant, and serving one another and serving God, and then to the full expression of our partaking in, in the kingship of, of our Lord. And we begin to express all of that with that simple but very profound prayer that the man on the cross supplied to us in, in uh, today's gospel reading. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Don't pass me by, Lord. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Amen?